Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is April 24th, 2019. I think we have like a week left till next Tuesday, and then we're on to May, like how does that happen? And it's getting warmer in Southern California, although where I live, it didn't hit there yet. It's like it was about 15 degrees cooler than it was everywhere else yesterday. So we were still in jackets, but we're getting there. We're getting there slowly but surely. Today, Relationship Wednesday, how laughter brings out the best in us in our relationships. That's Oh, of course it does. But then I think, why don't we use it? Where did it go? Why are we so serious and everything feels so big that we have to be upset over dealing with it? So last night, I was watching Jeopardy. If you're not watching Jeopardy yet, you should kind of take a peek. There's a guy on there who's... um, He's a professional gambler, sports gambler, something from Vegas. But he gets on Jeopardy, and he's playing. And he's playing, like, you know, quietly in the beginning. And all of a sudden, this guy's, like, really making a lot of money. He has a specific way of doing it. He bets all the higher um, questions first. And then he takes, when he gets, like, the daily double, he'll take all the money and invest it. And he's one of, I think, two people on the entire history of Jeopardy who has made it over a million dollars. I think yesterday it was like a million thousand dollars or something like that. So he just keeps on going, and he's unstoppable. No one can stop him. I don't even think he can stop himself. And yesterday there was another contestant who was on the show, and she's a grandmother of 18 grandchildren. And she's like, oh, I was married 44 years, and Alex Trebek asks her, well, wow, what's the secret to being married 44 years? And it was so perfect for today's show. But she said, we learn to laugh at ourselves and not each other. And that's why she believes they were able to stay together that long. And I thought, there you have it, because... The one thing Christ told me, and he only said one thing after I, you know, was going around thinking, wow, you know, it changes the energy around, it turns life around, it lightens the atmosphere around the issue, whatever it is, you just have to be able to see your way out of it. Because if you can't, you get stuck in it. And I I remember when I would be at those times where I was just stuck with, what do I do next with this, you know, writing these books and doing this stuff. And I was so deep in it, I couldn't see past it for a while. And then I switched it up somehow. And I don't remember the turning point. I wish I did because then I can tell you, maybe it was just because I was in it so I had to find a way out but I had to see after it like I would 
take like, oh my gosh, today looks really grim. I have to have this, this, this by today. Like it has to happen today. I have no choices in this matter. So what my brain would do is take me to after five o'clock that day. And I'd be like, well, after five, I'm still going to be alive. I'm still going to be okay. No matter what happens, let me take the worst case scenario and walk through it. And it changed my entire mood. And because of that, I was able to solve whatever it was. It like took that impossible feeling off of it. And finding humor in our lives at times, it takes that impossible feeling off of it. It might not be funny in the moment. But ask yourself, because it, you know, there's some things that happen that are scary that we can't turn into funny later. Just like really, truly scary things. And it might just be a sad moment in our lives. For the most part, everything happening today will either by now, a year from now, be forgotten. Or if it turned into a funny moment, like, wow, the look on your face or, you know, wow, that really, you know, I've never seen you behave that way. And you just start to lighten up that moment, not in an accusing way, like, God, I've never seen you behave that way. But wow, you should see yourself when you get all stressed and, and, you know, just make um like a comic of it and it it makes me laugh and it started with the kids doing it because they are such observers of us they see us on every turn they know our nuances they could imitate us in a way we can't even imitate ourselves because we don't even see it and couples become that way but when they're serious all the time It's like seeing each other becomes a little stressful after a while because you're like, okay, they're here. Now I can only do this and this and this. I can't just be myself. But just saying, hey, this might not be a funny moment right now, but a year from now, two months from now, we're going to be laughing at how we got through this. It lightens up the situations that might seem like deal breakers. There's a relationship. This was at the beginning of a relationship. And it was the second date for this couple. And the man really wants to impress the woman. They're both in the movie business. And this story just cracks me up. But it happened. So they go and he somehow scores tickets to this place in LA called the Magic Castle that you can only go to by invitation. I have never been there. I didn't even hear of it until I heard this story. But it was a funny story. At the time, maybe not. But he takes her out on this date and they're eating dinner. And they're younger. They're like, you know, still south of 30. And having dinner and the girl starts feeling like her stomach's hurting, like really hurting. And she's like, oh, my gosh, like, what do I do? And she's just trying to grin and bear it. She doesn't know him that well. It's still a second date. And they have to see a show afterwards. So she's like, she excuses herself, goes to the bathroom, comes back. 
still not feeling okay. Something's really wrong. So then they sit to watch the show. And while they're watching the show, she projectile vomits. Like she just vomits. And it goes not only on her, but on the lady next to her. And it was just all over the place. And she got up and she like, you know, just left. And he knew they were not coming back. So he gets up behind her and they both leave. This one opportunity to be there. Vomit all over herself. She goes to the bathroom to clean herself. They get in the car and they leave. Well, normally they'd be like, wow, the second date, that girl just, you know, threw up all over everything and whatever. So she's mortified. And the next day, she doesn't even know how to deal with it. She doesn't want to talk to him. She thinks he never wants to see her again and and all of that. Next day, now another next day. So now we're two days out, nothing. And he calls her and he's like, hey, you know, like, what's up? And, And she's like, God, I never thought you'd call me again. And he said, are you kidding? That was like the best first date. What a story. I can't believe you did that. And I'm I'm so glad you're better now. You know, and it just started coming out and it became a how they met story. Like what their relationship was like at the beginning. So hard where the whole story is about, God, I never thought he'd call me again. And he did. And man, I project out. And instead of it being a horror story, it bonded them. It bonded them. And now all we have to say is magic castle and everybody knows what they're talking about. And until today, they are laughing their way through the relationship, even after an argument. One of the best things that I admire about the two of them is how they recover after an argument. How when they do get in an argument, one waits for the other one and they're really good at it to come back. They realize that they're not going to ever agree on everything. But it's that twinkle. It's a twinkle. It's like a floating twinkle in the relationship that allows them an escape when things are really hard. And it's beautiful to watch when I'm around them. When I'm around them, I see themselves setting each other up to get there. My heart over and over again when I get to be around them because humor is a healer. It heals us. It takes a lot of internal cleaning to laugh really hard, like those laughs where you just, you just start crying. It's amazing what it can do. And when you have a laughing partner in life where you're not the only one laughing, it's even better. While we were filming, there was um, a man and a woman, and they are magnificent together. I, I can't even believe the synchronicities between them. And I kept guessing the whole time, are they partners or not? Are they, they're not, you know, I mean, I just kept wondering because I haven't seen such fluency between two people in a long time. 
But putting all that aside, you know, my little brain always trying to figure everything out. The the girl, sometimes, you know, you're filming for like, you know, a whole day, like the whole time. And sometimes they'll ask me to do something again. I'm like, I don't even remember what I, because, you know, most of the time I'm like talking when I'm talking about these things. It's always like this combo pack of me and Christ and and it, I'm like a one, what do they say, a one, um, a one-time thing. I can, I can do it once, but it's just coming out of me. I'm not planning it, and I can't be, you know, I can't, like, follow a script. I'm, I could never be an actress because I can't, well, the minute they tell me what to do, I'd be like, what was that again? And I would do that over and over again. It would take us an hour and a half to do a five-minute thing, but yet the thing I did for an hour just can't be touched. So we went through this and we realized how funny it was that this keeps happening. But every time we would start getting a little punchy in that and things would make me laugh, I start laughing until I cry. I can't help it. Um, it's it's just one of those things that's always been in me and I would get like that. So either way, she would laugh with me. Well, what would happen was, and I noticed over the course of this month, we would catch each other very early on and we just start laughing our heads off. I mean, and on camera, they think they caught them all on camera because the camera was always rolling. And yet they were like the parts I looked forward to the whole time. And you just never knew when they were coming. It just would be like in the moment, just something that we'd say or do or noise or there was a day we were filming, we had helicopters, and we had a jackhammer across the street, and then we heard sirens go, and I'm like, holy cow, and she's like, it sounds like a war out there, like the day that we're filming, and then the next day when we're not, there's nothing going on, and just, if any crazy thing could have happened, it was happening in that time, and so that turned everything around to the point when they left, I, I missed them. I missed how much fun we had because while we laughed and we were talking about these things, it just shed light on how beautiful life is. It's not that we're not going to have hard times. We're going to have hard times. But we're also going to have good times. And we need to balance that in our brain instead of just saying, oh, I have all these issues or I have all these challenges or everything's great except for. How about just in the atmosphere? Because how we see things creates the energy that starts to live around us. And if we're always laugh ready, as they would say, and different things make different people laugh. I'm, I'm probably, you know, not the best example because the things that make me laugh are like silly things. But I can't help it. You from like a snippy attitude to a flippy attitude. It'll take you from growing wings to flapping wings. It'll take you to shedding light on the situation because now you can, if you can laugh at anything, you can see it from the top down. 
There's always a funny version of our days. How we rush from place to place as though the world is going to end if we don't get there. If our partner does something we don't like and we're ready to rip them, why? Why are we ready to rip them? Just even saying that makes me laugh. Who gives us and why do we focus so much on somebody else's actions to the point where they're going to get it? Get what? From who? And why? Said one thing about laughter in a relationship. One thing. And he said, the bonds of trust that you can both handle anything is what happens. It makes you feel as a couple invincible to be able to laugh with each other. Tool. The tool. Think of laughter as a tool now that we can handle anything. If everything we think of is this devastating feeling, it gets so tiring that if we associate our relationship with devastation every time something goes wrong, our relationship starts to wear on us because it's a heavy energy to carry that because something is going to happen. None of us are perfect, and I never want to be perfect because that's such a pressure. I would never sleep at night trying to keep everything perfect, whatever that meant. But I was there at one point in my life, and I remember it, and I don't like it. And I'm, I'm someone who laughs. My mom was a laugher. My parents used to do that together a lot. And I would always remember my mom, like, having to run to the restroom because she would laugh so hard that she couldn't hold it all in. And we would sometimes push it until we got her there. But now my mom is gone, and, and I remember those times over and above anything else that could have happened. And I was a pretty rat of a child, and I used to get in trouble all the time because I was just... I just had too much energy and I wanted to play all the time And as, as a younger child. And I know we drove her nuts, but that's not the first thing I remember. I remember her laughing. I remember my dad, and I know a lot of listeners probably are not old enough to remember this, but there used to be a show called The Carol Burnett Show. And it just was like these funny little parodies that they would do all the time and my dad, one day, he was never home early from work. We owned a grocery store, so he would be there until he closed. And by the time he'd come home, you know, we'd have, like, you know, a late dinner if we wanted to eat. But we always ate before he got there because he wasn't there. And um, he had all this energy, and he disappears for a few minutes, and he comes back, and he, his pants are, like, up to his, over his belly button. And he took his shirt off, and he had a mop on his back. It looks like a total scene from Carol Burnett and he just thought he was so funny and he was but watching my parents interact with that and seeing my mom see him do that and at that time those things were funny it was different a different time and yet 
I remember the laughter. I remember the good times. People who came to our house, remember them laughing in and out of our relationships. But it is the bond of trust that you can both handle anything. That's how powerful we actually are without knowing that that's even a tool. We think of laughter as like once in a while thing if something funny really happens. Just being able to state the obvious at times is really funny. Like, hey, I'm trying to get your attention here. I'm like, do I need to set myself on fire? Like, come on, I'm right here. And they look at you like, oh, wow, I didn't even, like, notice you were there because we get so used to each other. We get used to our routines. We do what we're going to do. We're serious about it. We make sure everything is done. We sit together. We eat. We talk about the day. But somehow we leave out the funny part. Because those don't seem important enough to talk about, and yet they are the most important things to talk about. Think about that. It's so amazing to know how easy everything is. That was one of the things I took away from the filming. Was I, I'm not adding on, like, okay, Now you need to follow this 10-step process to feel good. Or now you need to follow this three-step process to make sure you know how to access laughter. Like, you don't need to know all of that. Just scale back and be who you naturally are. Because laughter is a medicine. It is the best we have. When I was younger, there was a man. This was when we first started hearing about cancer. I mean, I'm really aging myself in this episode, but that's the way it is. But I just remember this story. And he was in the hospital. It was still when we had the VHS, when videos first came out. And we can actually choose what we want to watch on TV. And it was kind of cool because at the time we only had seven channels, so we didn't get that far yet. But he found out he had cancer, and they gave him this short amount of time to live. And at that time, when you had cancer, like, you stayed in the hospital. It wasn't like they sent you home with a, a tube in you that fed you chemo and whatever. They, it wasn't like today. So at that time, that man asked them to bring in a television with a video machine attached to it. It was before they even had the TVs that had the video in it. Bring it in his room, and he watched Groucho Marx movies. And Groucho Marx was a comedian from the past. And he would watch those movies and laugh all day and laugh all day and laugh all day. And it made him so happy that he way outlived the time they gave him to live. That's how powerful laughter is. Can't like make yourself laugh, but you can start by smiling. You can start by taking in your mind a situation and rewriting it with joy in it.
with funny in it. You can do that. It starts to allow you to see life in the light of life. I had a a boyfriend once who every time I'd laugh would roll his eyes. And he was someone who was a really nice person. He just didn't like to laugh. He, he felt that laughing was like a weakness, like I was silly. It drove him nuts. And then after a while, the fact that we couldn't laugh together because I, it happens to me sometimes, I can't help it, especially when I'm tired, I get really punchy. I didn't want to be there. I felt like I wasn't allowed to laugh. And I actually, you know, in the relationship, he didn't have control over me laughing or not. But his reaction, I noticed that I would, like, hold on to it and not share it because I didn't want him to feel like I was doing it on purpose or I was, you know, just, like, defying the the rule of the relationship. I was younger then. It was just like I, I was always so reactive and such a people pleaser that I, I wouldn't even laugh. And then I thought, this is like no fun. This relationship doesn't feel like fun. I have to hold on to my laughing for what? And we are so friends today. Much easier to laugh with him as friends. But I would never want to be in a relationship with him because that's such a big part of my life that it affected the relationship because I, it was like, I felt like a kid who still was a kid and I couldn't play and I wanted to play. Imagine because the bonds of trust that we can both handle anything going back to what Christ said did not exist. It was always, if you do this or if you do that, that's a lot of rules. That's a lot of rules. And you either got to find somebody who is as serious as you are, or you could find somebody who can laugh as you laugh. But even just starting to smile. You know, as Christ said, a smile is the first invitation of love. And sometimes when we're out walking and we don't even know who the person is and we may not be having a great day, and somebody really looks at us and smiles, it changes us. It it is contagious. And sometimes when you see somebody laugh really hard, you don't even know why they're laughing, but you start laughing because they look so funny laughing that hard. It is a medicine It is a healer. It is a problem solver. It is a bond. It's trust. Because unconsciously, we know that when we are laughing really hard with somebody, that they are pretty darn clean inside to be able to laugh that hard. And I don't mean clean like they're not pure or pure, but like they've dealt with their stuff. When we deal with our stuff, we are free to roam. We don't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to all be solved. 
We just need to deal with it because when we can look at ourselves, we can laugh at ourselves. It is the coolest combination of any relationship, any friendship, any parent and child relationship that you can ever have. That's why grandparents are more fun than the serious parents at times. You can enjoy your grandchildren differently. Guys, my time's already up. I will see you tomorrow on Dream Theme Thursday. Have a great Wednesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.